So today we will learn how to perform biomarker discovery and validation from oncological public data using omics of Oncoland and Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. Let's briefly review today's agenda. So today we will use a case study to leverage how to perform biomarker discovery and validation using public data. So the first topic, uh, we will focus around um, searching for a public project and discovering a set of biomarkers that are relevant to a drug treatment or biomarkers that are disease specific. So using this, uh, you can then generate volcano plots, box plots, uh, gene correlation plots, etc. So this will help you better understand uh, your target gene. Next, we will focus on validating uh, target genes within uh, the public data sets like OncoGeo. Uh, if you have a list of target genes that you're working with, you can look at them across different conditions like different time points, treatments, clinical variables, etc. in a pre-computed project. So using this, you can then generate heat maps and graph, uh, bar graphs, etc. And lastly, we will talk about analysis match feature in IPA to identify disease indications for drug repurposing. So this tool can uh, allow you to discover data sets uh, with similar or opposite biological results compared to yours. And it will allow you to identify new regulators, uh, this novel diseases and biological functions. So with that, uh, let's start with a case study in mind. So, and see how we can leverage the LANS and IPA for your research. So let's say you came across this gastric cancer uh, clinical trial paper, where the researchers were testing for the effect of uh, pembrolizumab or PD-1 inhibitor uh, on tumors uh, within these patients. So using this data, you are interested in identifying the biomarkers associated with the response to pembrolizumab and the patients. Now, this clinical trial involves RNA-seq data that you're interested in using, but you don't want to go through the pain and hassle of downloading the data, QCing the data. All you want to do is perform the analysis uh, with this RNA-seq data coming from this paper. So let's see how we can access this information and then generate some queries. So if you are working, uh, sorry, if you are interested in exploring a public project, uh, we can generate a list of differentially expressed genes from a particular project or a pre-computed comparison. So users like you uh, typically like to generate volcano plots like you see here on my screen. And many of you uh, probably see this in published papers. Now, if you look at this volcano plot, you'll notice that the most significantly upregulated genes are on the top right-hand corner, and the most significantly downregulated genes are on the top left-hand corner. So output like this uh, can be easily generated for our clinical trial paper using the land explorer. So let's talk about uh, what we can actually do with the LANS or the land explorer in this case. So when I say LANS, the LANS are nothing but vast repositories of processed omic data that are coming from public sources like TCGA, GEO, SRA, Array Express, Lynx, and much more. 
And you can access the lands either through IPA, which is Kyogen Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. Uh, I'm sure most of you are familiar with this. And uh, you can also access the lands directly through a web browser just by logging in into your account. So the biggest advantage of using the LANs is that you can do basic queries like searching for gene expression across diseases, tissue types, uh, you can determine mutation statuses, you can look at patient survival uh, data, and so on. Therefore, uh, the Land Explorer will give you immediate access to all the processed data using an easy-to-use interface. Now, you can easily search for a public project using Ingenuity Pathway Analysis or IPA. So I'm, uh, I'm sure a lot of you have used in the pa in past or heard of uh, IPA before. And IPA can be utilized to analyze different types of omic data where you can upload your data and perform pathway analysis. So when you open uh, IPA uh, on your computer, this is what the interface looks like. Now, to search for a public data set within IPA, things are as simple as going to the project manager window here on the left-hand side and clicking on this search button. Now, when you click on this, a new page appears where you can type in your keywords uh, and search for any terminology that you are interested in looking at. So for example, if we type in STAD, since we are working with gastric adenocarcinoma, which stands for stomach cancer. So when we uh, search for uh, STAD and click search, a list of uh, analyses will appear uh, here uh, when you click on search. So you'll notice there are over 300 uh, public analyses uh, that are associated with STAD or gastric adenocarcinoma. And all the list of these analyses, the public analyses are uh, given in this table. Now, if you click on any of the analysis, uh, you'll notice we have detailed information about uh, the analysis over here on the right-hand side. So, these analyses that you see here, um, these can be representative of hundreds of samples, thousands of samples. That's because when you use IPA, you're uploading at least a differential expression data where you have at least two groups. Uh, one group will be your case group, the other will be a control group, like disease versus normal, treatment versus untreated, uh, disease one versus disease two, and so on. And in those, uh, in those groups, you'll have many, many samples. So all of these uh, analyses represents thousands of Now, one way, uh, so this is one way to search for a project of your interest. Now, since we are interested in searching for this clinical trial paper, uh, it's much easier to use the accession number and search for it. Now, most papers, uh, they will provide a GEO accession number, or in this case, we have a European nucleotide archive number uh, available for this paper. So all we have to do is we can copy this uh, accession ID, go back to the IPA, and just paste it on the search bar. So instead of start, I'm going to just paste this uh, project and click search. 
So I'm going to paste this ID in the chat box. So if you are um, accessing IPA, uh, if you have IPA open up, you can search for this project and maybe follow along uh, the steps uh, with me. Okay, so once we search for our project, you can see we have um, 15 different comparisons that are associated uh, with this project. So we have data sets and then we have analyses. So if you click on analysis, you'll find all the different 15 comparisons um, that were part of the clinical trial. Now, if I click on uh, number four, gastric adenocarcinoma, um, you'll see this is a comparison between disease versus normal, where they're looking at uh, stable disease, uh, tumor versus normal pear tissue. The disease is uh, gastric adenocarcinoma. The drug uh, used uh, subject treatment over here is pembrolizumab. And if you scroll down, uh, we have a lot of metadata information uh, given for uh, this particular analysis. Now, our team at Kyogen has processed over 90,000 datasets from public domain using a standard pipeline. Therefore, all the metadata, uh, the project level information that you see here in IPA has a controlled vocabulary. So it is e you can easily see uh, what these analyses are about, and then you can find the detailed information. Now, over here, we have uh, our case-related information. Here we have our control sample IDs. We also have a link to the PubMed paper, so you can easily read the paper. And you can access the information uh, as well directly uh, from European Nucleotide Archive. Now, a recent feature that was added uh, to IPA was this comparison ID. So here we have the comparison ID listed for uh, this particular comparison. Um, so over here, so here we have a uh, responder versus non-responder experimental group, and we have the comparison ID for that. Now, if you are interested in uh, knowing uh, which genes are highly expressed in this data set, you can simply click on this uh, hyperlink and it'll take you to the land explorer. So it'll take us to a web page, which will open up a volcano plot where you can look at all the genes that are uh, expressed uh, in this particular data set. So this will allow you to see which genes are differentially expressed in this data set. So just to repeat the steps, all we did was we searched for our project uh, in the project manager by clicking on the search button. And then we just typed in the project accession ID. And then we just selected one of the uh, comparisons. So here I'm, select I'm selecting number 13, which is a responder versus non-responder comparison. And if you scroll down, you'll find the comparison ID hyperlink. And when you click on this, it's going to open up the volcano plot for you. Now, if you are interested in determining which genes are highly expressed in this data, you can simply select any of these dots that you see uh, within the volcano plot. So I'm selecting the significantly upregulated genes uh, on the right-hand side of the plot. 
And once we do that, it's going to generate a table down below with list of all the genes uh, with their expression values and p-values as well. Now you can easily export this list by clicking on this option for export to Excel, or you can simply click on this download button if you want to download the whole, uh, the information coming from the whole volcano plot. So Land Explorer basically provides you with this easy to use web interface um, where you can not only query for different public data sets uh, to generate volcano plots, but users like you can also query for genes or proteins that you might be interested in. Now, let's say, um, now there are different, there are various ways you can uh, query these public repositories uh, for information. So today we will look at two different ways to perform these queries uh, using the LANs. So let's start with the first approach. So a lot of you in the audience are probably working with one or more uh, key target genes, um, either for an experiment that you might be designing or for drug target or biomarker discovery. So using the first approach, you can easily investigate those key genes, targets or biomarkers using the Land Explorer. So the simplest question one uh, can ask using the LANs is, how can we evaluate a target gene using Land Explorer? As a lot of our users like to evaluate their target genes in pre-computed projects uh, related to their research area. So, so that they can feel confident about their own analyses. So in such cases, you can easily look at the expression levels of the target gene across a pre-computed project like the clinical trial data that I just uh, showed you. Uh, many researchers like you are also interested in co-expressed genes or genes that show similar expression patterns. So in Land Explorer, we can easily determine the correlation between two genes to assess co-regulation in an experimental condition. So using Land Explorer, we can look at the expression of a target gene across different time points or doses for drug treatment in a pre-computed study and generate a plot like this. So here you can see on the x-axis, we have CXCL uh, gene expression. And on the y-axis, we have drug response in patients treated with uh, pembrolizumab. So using this information, you can then determine if CXCL6 can be a good biomarker for pembrolizumab response in patients with stomach cancer. Now, another question um, can be, how is my target gene uh, correlated with other genes? So these uh, correlations can be looked at in several different ways. You can generate a correlation uh, view to look at the most correlated or anti-correlated gene. You can also generate views to look at correlation between expression of your target gene and uh, copy number variants or mutations or protein expression and so on. So in this plot, we are looking at correlation between two genes uh, that we are interested in. Now the expression correlations will provide you with the global picture of an activated signature in various disease conditions or treatments. 
So this will uh, help you in identification of novel uh, signaling pathways, biomarkers, targets in complex biological systems or diseases. So once we uh, click on the download button, it opens an Excel sheet for us. So uh, let me open up the Excel sheet. So you have your uh, data uh, coming from this volcano plot or uh, the comparison between basically the responder versus non-responder. Now, after looking at this list and based on your research, you decide that you are interested in these two genes, which are CXCL5 and CXCL6 for further uh, investigation. And you hypothesize that these two genes might be good biomarkers for exploring drug response in stomach adenocarcinoma patients. So now uh, to search for this gene, uh, CXCL6 within Land Explorer, first we have to go to the right repository. So here in the top left-hand corner, we have the option to select for the lands. So if you click on this, we have a drop-down menu. Under Onco land collection, we have lots of different repositories. Since we are interested in a clinical trial, uh, uh, which includes human data, we are going to select Onco GOB 37. Now, once we do that, it's just going to refresh the page. And it will show you. Uh, all the samples that are uh, available in OncoGeo repository. So these are all the pre-processed human oncology related studies that are uh, part of uh, this repository. Now, since we are interested in evaluating CXCL6 gene within stomach cancer project, our clinical trial, let's first start with searching for that clinical trial. Now to search and filter for a project, we can go under the project tab, which is on the left-hand side. Now over here, if you go to project name, you can click on these three dots and it's going to give you a list of all the pre-computed projects with GSE IDs, all these accession numbers uh, that you see in the list. So here we can just copy and paste the project that we are interested in and just select the project and click OK. Once we do that, you can see we are now going to filter uh, for our clinical trial paper and we are going to hit apply to filter for uh, the project itself. Now, the next step is to search for the gene that we are interested in. Now you can easily search for a gene over here on top, which is under find genes. So here we are going to type in CXCL6, select the gene and click on search. Now once we do that, it's going to update the plot and over here, we are right now looking at uh, the gene expression for CXCL6 uh, as a disease category. Now, if you want to change how uh, you view uh, this plot and group your samples based on, let's say, gender, you can go under grouping. And under grouping, right now, we are viewing this as a disease category. If you want to look at different gender 
you can select that and you can see the plot has now uh, uh, is updated with uh, male versus females uh, within uh, the land now since we are interested in evaluating um, the expression of uh, this gene across different drug response we can go back to the grouping and see if we can find an option for drug response so here i see a disease category disease state gender tissue but i don't see any uh, drug response as an option now you can easily add any other filters if you are interested in by simply clicking on this add filter button once you click on this it's going to give you a huge list of all the different parameters that you can use so we have lots of clinical data uh, we have expression data we have cell line information so you can uh, group your samples based on lots of different parameters so here i'm going to type in response since we are interested in drug response i see an option for response over here i'm going to select that click okay now once we do that you'll see on the left hand side under the sample tab we have a new filter that shows up for response now that we have our filter added we are going to go back to the grouping and if you scroll down you'll find response here as well now once we select that you'll notice that um now you can see how cxcl6 is expressed across different uh, uh the drug responses that were part of the clinical trial so here you can see um Uh, the 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 gene expression across different uh, response drug responses now you can um split or uh, divide your samples between normal and your tumor samples by clicking on show trailers so here we have under trailers we can select for land sample type so this is going to divide your samples between your tumors and if you scroll down you'll see your normal tissue as well so that will allow you to understand how your gene is expressed across your normal tissues and under uh, and your tumor tissues so just to revise the steps all we did was to look at gene expression we selected the uh, the appropriate land since we were interested in clinical trial data we went to oncoland uh, uh, oncogeo b37 then we filtered for our project and then we used uh, we used the search box to search for our gene that we were interested in and then we used these different grouping options to uh, look at the gene expression across different genders and different drug responses now uh, another query that i showed you in my slides was uh, we were interested in evaluating uh, the correlation between two genes so we had our excel sheet we were interested in both of these genes so so that we can easily determine how these two markers are correlated with each other so to do this query we can go back to our uh, search button where we can uh, search for our gene 
So let's type in next to CXCL6, we can type in CXCL5 and select the gene and click on search. Now, once we do this, uh, this is uh, the first uh, view that shows up is an average uh, gene expression for these two genes. But this is not what we were looking for. We wanted a correlation view. So to change uh, different views uh, in Land Explorer, you can go to this option here. Right now, we are looking at average FPKM. We can simply scroll down and under RNA-seq quantification, you'll see the option for multi-gene correlation. Now, once you select that, it's going to create a correlation plot where we have on the x-axis uh, CXCL6 and on the y-axis we have CXCL5 gene. And this is the correlation uh, between the two genes within our project. So these are some of the views that you can generate using the Land Explorer. Now, in addition to this, you can also uh, generate a lot of custom views um, by going to this custom option. You can look at your RNA-seq expression. You can even look at somatic mutation statuses. You can also plot survival curves. So here we have options for survival data, uh, copy number variants, and so on. So with that, uh, Dev, um, before I move on to the next uh, part, if there are any questions. Yeah, actually, there are a couple of questions that are coming in. So talking about question, a request to all of our at attendees, uh, please submit your questions through Q&A box, not the chat box, because it's really hard for us to keep track of you know, which questions we answered versus not answered in the chat box. So there's a Q&A box at the bottom of your screen. Uh, please use that for your question. And before I jump into a question, I'll also launch this poll in terms of you know, how we are doing in terms of our speed and also the content you viewed so far, is this something useful to you or not? Uh, your response really gives us feedback in terms of what tools we should further develop and which ones we should not. So uh, there are a couple of questions coming in. So one is related to something you were going on a bit earlier, right? So the path you took, Samana, was you went to this land explorer from injury pathway analysis. And the question was about searches, right? So when you do searches, like if a user uses a keyword and they can't find what they're looking for, uh, what are the suggestions to that users? Like what are the different things we can do? So are searching for certain projects uh, within uh, IPA over here uh, under the project section. So the easiest way is to start with an accession ID. So if you have a GU accession number or this European accession ID, you can simply type in those. Second way is to use a combination of keywords. Uh, so you can, so instead of just searching for, uh, for example, uh, STAD over here when I did earlier, you can also, uh, type in STAD and um, uh, drug treatment or like the drug that you might be working with. So, so that is another way you can just type in. So, and, so there are all these keywords uh, or and so you can use all those terms to uh, filter for right and appropriate uh, results. Right, and all of our software, they come with support. So honestly, if you run into 
problem where you just can't find what you're looking for, then you can always reach out to our support as well. And they can also help you out uh, in terms of suggesting you with different keywords and uh, whatnot. Um, second question is like on the same topic. So you were kind of showing people how to search for public data this way. But what if like, say, a user had like 100 or 200 analysis of their own and they want to search their own analysis using this uh, method? Is that also possible? Yeah, so you can simply search for your own projects uh, using the search button. Uh, another way, if you are working uh, with uh, a lots of different analyses, you can uh, use something called uh, analysis match feature. So you can uh, use that feature to compare your data with your other 100, 200 data sets, or you can compare your data with lots of uh, public data sets. Awesome. 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 So just as Sumana said, like both things are doable, both searching and comparing your analysis with your other analysis. One thing we would recommend is when you upload your data, please upload that with your metadata. Um, other question is about like the functionalities you showed in Land Explorer versus the functionalities you're going to show in Array Studio. So the, the user's precise question was like, you know, uh, are all the functionalities from Array Studio lands, are they already transferred to this land explorer or not? And for benefit of those who may not understand the difference between land explorer and Array Studio lands, Sumana, uh, maybe you can specify that first. Right. So the land explorer um, is a easy to view graphical, uh, this uh, web-based version of uh, the Omicsoft uh, Array Studio, which is a bigger platform where you can perform lots of complex queries. So here we have um, different options that you can use. You do have access to all the OncoLand collection in uh, the Land Explorer, which we have uh, in the Array Studio as well. But some of the complex for, uh, functionalities are, uh, we, we can't, uh, perform those uh, complex analyses in the Land Explorer just yet. So uh, I would recommend if you are uh, doing some advanced uh, searches or queries, uh, uh, I would recommend for you to use the Array Studio instead. Right, and also if you guys have specific feedback, like such and such features should be introduced in the web version, feel free to reach out to us as well. And we can always tell that to our development team. So we have like even more questions coming in, but I know Sumana, you have like uh, two other topics that you need to cover. So I'll pass it to you, but before I pass it to you, again, quick announcement, all of your questions, please submit them through Q&A box. And based on polls, I noted that like some of the trainings we are offering in near future, it can be useful to you guys. So I'm just pasting that in the chat box. So with that, back to you, Sumana. Thanks, Dev. Uh, so I do see one question about how to produce correlation values for the genes. Uh, so here uh, we have the option for show p-value. So if you click on this, this is going to show you the correlation values. I hope that answers the question. So with that, uh, I will move on to the uh, next uh, section. So like I mentioned earlier, lands are nothing but large repositories of pub uh, public uh, data and omic data that is coming from lots of different sources. So omicsoft or lands, uh, they allow you to perform biomarker and target discovery by quickly exploring curated data sets within these repositories. 
So we have three basic types of collections. One is the Oncoland collection, the disease land collection, and the body map collection. Recently, we have also introduced a single cell uh, repository. Um, so if you are interested in single cell data, please uh, attend one of our uh, other webinars, uh, the upcoming webinars. And so here, uh, basically, the Onco land collection will cover RNA-seq uh, data, mutation information, copy number variants, clinical covariates, et cetera, coming from all the SPAN consortia uh, repositories. And the disease land covers a breadth of other non-oncology related therapeutic areas, uh, which covers hundreds of diseases. The body map collection includes omic data derived from healthy human tissues. So currently we have over 500,000 samples across 30 databases and over 90,000 pre-processed projects uh, that have been curated from uh, peer-reviewed papers and clinical trials. So this information or data can be accessed through our easy to use uh, GUI interface that I just showed you under the Land Explorer. So this means that users like you uh, don't have to spend uh, valuable time searching for processing and curating these data sets. You can directly explore our huge repository to uh, discover data sets relevant to your research. You can discover target genes of your interest, how they are expressed across normal and disease samples, and uh, you can also explore mutations. Now, now that we looked at the first approach, let's look at the second approach for biomarker discovery and validation using the LANs. Uh, in this case, uh, in this scenario, we will use the Array Studio, which is a bigger platform uh, that will allow you to perform more complex queries that you might be interested in. So a lot of our biotech uh, and pharma users, they are interested in identifying clinically relevant uh, genetic signatures to both stratify the patients into prognostic subtypes and predict the therapeutic or drug responses. So when you are working with a list of gene signatures, you can utilize the second approach and then ask questions like, can we perform biomarker discovery and validation using a list of gene signatures? for prognosis or to predict drug response. Now, along with that, you can also evaluate your biomarker using clinical covariates, such as uh, mi microsatellite instability. So if you have a list of uh, gene signatures and you want to identify clinically relevant genetic signatures to predict pembrolizumab treatment uh, response in the stomach cancer uh, patients, you can create this gene expression heat map. So here you can see a heat map where on the x-axis we have all our samples and on the y-axis we have a list of genes. So the color and the intensity of the boxes here represent changes in the gene expression. You can clearly see how the gene expression for our list of genes are highly expressed in complete response samples compared to the stable, uh, stable disease. So using such queries, you can perform biomarker discovery and validation. So with that, uh, let's jump into Array Studio software. So when you open uh, Array Studio, the default page will be the server page. So to access the LANs, you can go to the top over here, right next to the server, we have the LAN tab. 
once you click on this, uh, the LAN tab will have all the collections for all the uh, repositories for oncology and other non-oncology related diseases. So when you start uh, working with the LAN tab, the key area to focus is on the select land option, which is on the left hand corner. Now, when, see, when you click on it, you'll see we have all these repositories that are available to you. So under OncoLand collection, today we will click uh, OncoGOB37. So this is where we are going to search for our human clinical trial data. So once you select uh, OncoGOB37, this is going to open up uh, the sample distribution view for you. So here in the center, we have the sample distribution. On the y-axis, we have different disease conditions. On the x-axis, we have the number of samples. And in the legends, you can see uh, different colors. They represent different uh, tissue types. Now, again, if you want to search for a pre-processed project, we can simply go to the left-hand side and under project tab, we can click on the project name. So here I'm going to click on this funnel icon and then just copy and paste or just type in the project ID. Once we do that, we can select the project and click okay. So with Ari Studio Lance, you can easily explore these uh, 90,000 public analyses, which have been pre-processed using the same pipelines. And if you have the GSE ID, you can simply search for it. Now here uh, we see the sample distribution view for this clinical trial data uh, that we were using earlier, where the samples are divided into uh, normal and uh, the, the tissue, uh, the tumor and normals. So the next step from here is to search for our list of genes because we are interested in uh, generating a heat map. So I have in my Excel sheet, I have an Excel sheet. I'm going to simply select my genes, copy them. And over here, uh, we have the search tab where you can search for your genes. Now, instead of typing in the gene names here or pasting them, uh, we are going to click on advanced button, click on search multiple genes, and then going to paste the list of genes here. So I, uh, so here Omicsoft IRA Studio identified automatically, uh, automatically that we have 51 genes. So if in case you have a, a spelling error or like some of the genes can't be identified, they will be sh uh, shown here under invalid genes. Once we do that, we're going to click OK. So once we do this, we don't see any um, view over here right now. But before we generate a view, uh, we want to define the question that we were interested in. So we were interested in comparing uh, how these genes are expressed in a complete response versus stable disease. So for that, we need to filter uh, the data a bit further using the sample tab over here. So if you click on metadata, you'll see we have lots of different options uh, that you can use to filter down your data. So here we are interested in response. So I'm going to just type in response. 
instead of just reading and looking through that huge list. So here I see the response data. And if you click on this, click on the funnel icon, you can see we have complete and stable disease. I'm going to just select those and click OK. And the second thing uh, we are going to do is we are going to select for the right samples. So here I'm going to go under land sample type and just select for the tumors. And finally, we are going to go under select view. And under select view, you'll see we have lots of different tabs um, that can help you generate different types of views. So under RNA-seq quantification, we have heat map uh, in parentheses FPKM. So using this option, you can generate a heat map. So now uh, we have a heat map that looks slightly similar to the one that we saw uh, in my slide. So this is uh, not there yet. We still can't easily uh, segregate uh, the samples between our uh, responses, right? The two different responses that we were interested in. So to take this a step further, we can go on the right-hand side and click on task button. Now under task, uh, we are going to first, we are, doing, we are going to do three different things. So first step is we want to hide our x-axis dendrogram. So I'm going to just draw a box so that you know what I'm clicking on. So here, we are going to hide our uh, x-axis dendrogram. Next, we are going to change our x-axis color bars. So here we want to segregate our samples into stable uh, disease and complete response. So this will allow you to do that. So under change x-axis color bars, we're going to type in response. We're going to add it and then remove the disease category. We are not interested in that since we already know this is gastric cancer. So here we have the response option and click OK. So you see we have a new color bar here with um, complete response and stable disease. But this is not there yet. We have not still uh, arranged this in a nice uh, proper way that we want it to look like. So the third step we can do over here is sort heat map columns. So we are going to sort this based on response and click OK. So now after using these options under task, you can see the heat map is uh, segregated. The samples are segregated into response versus uh, complete response versus stable disease. And you'll notice that uh, for these three samples, which are part of the complete response, are highly expressed compared to all these samples, which are part of the stable disease. So now you can see there is a differential expression between uh, the, these lists of genes uh, between two different uh, drug conditions. Now, if you are interested in changing the colors of these legends, instead of uh, this being green color, you can right click and you can change the color to, let's say, uh, blue and click OK. So this is going to change the color of the bar as well. 
So from this, uh, you can basically determine uh, how your genes are significantly, which genes are significantly upregulated or downregulated. Uh, and this will allow users like you to select the genes for further downstream biomarker discovery or validation. So just to review the steps, what we just did, we first uh, selected the appropriate land. So we were interested in Oncogeo B37. Once we did that, uh, we filtered for the right project using the project filter over here. Next, we searched for our gene list using the advanced option under the search bar. Then we uh, filtered our view here uh, using the samples tab. So we filtered for our metadata information. Then we went to select view and we selected for the heat map view. So that generated a heat map for us. And once we did that, we went under task and we did further manipulation to uh, view the heat map in a certain way that we were interested in looking at. So um, using the raise hands button, how many of you find this uh, useful for your research? So you should find a raise hands button at the bottom of your Zoom screen. So it looks like uh, I see some hands uh, being raised. So all of this uh, that we generated here using Oncogeo, using a specific project, you can generate similar heat maps using any of these other lands and repositories that you have here. So for example, if you're working with cancer cell lines, you can use CCLE uh, and then generate heat maps and segregate your information uh, based on different cell types that you might be working with or other different uh, uh, mouse related data that might come from onco mouse or tcga etc now um, so with that let's let's move on to our next example that we were interested in looking at so a lot of our oncology-related users like to explore clinical variables to identify novel associations. So you can use clinical variables or parameters like drug dosage, response, mutation status, uh, microsatellite instability status, etc., cetera, uh, to correlate uh, with your gene expression. So with LANS, you can easily achieve this. So here uh, is an example uh, how you can use LANS to query for your target chain of interest using uh, clinical variables. So as part of this clinical trial data, uh, apart from the pembrolizumab drug response, the researchers were also, uh, they also screened the patients for a microsatellite instability. So microsatellite instability or MSI is a molecular phenotype which is caused due to defective DNA mismatch repair system. So the detection of MSI has been useful for risk assessment, uh, prognosis, uh, and prediction of treatments in cancer patients. So here uh, we can see that CXCL5 marker is highly expressed uh, in pembrolizumab-treated patients uh, with no MSI versus patients uh, with microsatellite instability. So now you can easily subgroup your samples uh, based on these clinical markers uh, using the Omicsoft LANs. So let's go back to our array studio. And I'm going to go back to our Oncogeo B37 tab where we filtered for our project. And 
what we are going to do is we are going to type in our gene of interest. So in this case, we want to type CXCL5 and select the gene. So once we do this, uh, the, the, the default uh, view that we get here is a comparison view, how CXCL5 is uh, compared across different uh, comparison groups that we have in the clinical trial. But we are interested in uh, generating an expression view. So to change a view, we go to select view option. And over here, um, we go under RNA-seq quantification. And instead of, uh, so here we can select for gene FPKM view. Because we're interested in CXCL expression uh, in uh, this clinical trial data. Now, what we see here is um, on the x-axis, uh, we have the gene expression. On the y-axis, we have uh, the disease category. Now, here uh, we want to, we were interested in viewing this information uh, associated with a clinical variable like uh, microsatellite instability. So the first step is we want to filter for the right data. So here, if you go under the sample tab, we want to filter for MSI. So if you type MSI here, so we'll find microsatellite instability. And if you click on the funnel icon, we can see we have options for no and yes here. So we are going to select the one, the samples with MSI and no MSI and click okay. So we have now sim uh, filtered our samples. Next step is we want to group them based on the microsatellite instability status. So here, uh, if you select for grouping, under grouping, we are going to write in MSI. So once we do that, under clinical data, we have microsatellite instability status and click OK. So now that is, this easily tell, uh, shows you, it easily generates a plot uh, where we can identify uh, uh, genes to further classify the various molecular subtypes of uh, gastric cancer with distinct uh, MSI statuses. So uh, now before I move on, uh, let's do a quick check and see how many of you are using clinical variables uh, for your research uh, to generate uh, such views. Is this something uh, that might be useful to you guys? That's great, that's great. I see a lot of hands being raised. So apart from MSI, in terms of clinical variables, we have lots of clinical metadata here. So under the sample tab, if you look at this huge list, we have lots of clinical parameters that one can use to filter the data and to group them as well, group your samples according to these clinical um, uh, parameters as well. So I can keep scroll, scrolling down and this is not, this is gonna be a never ending list. So this is a huge list uh, where we have lots of clinical uh, parameters. So all of this that I showed you is possible because our scientists have curated a variety of public repositories. Now all this omic data has been downloaded, processed in a standardized fashion and they are available to all of our users in the form of all these basic queries, either using the land explorer that I showed you earlier, or for some of the complex queries, you can use the array studio lands.
So with that, uh, Dev, um, any questions um, that we need to answer? Yeah, a bunch of questions came in while you were going over this uh, Omicsoft portion. Uh, before I go into that, I'll launch one more poll just to collect feedback from you guys. Um, so one of the questions that was very relevant to what you were showing a little bit early on, which was the first view you generated, like heat map, was you know at the bottom you very nicely showed that you can divide things into you know response, no response, etc. What if a person wanted to add even more category? So imagine in addition to response, like say you know you might have a couple of different drugs, a couple of different time durations. Can you add all of those color bars together at the bottom? Yes, so it's very easy to do that. So if you go under task. Uh, we can go back to change x-axis color bars. And over here, you can type in as many categories as you want. So if I add disease category, I can add that. Uh, I can write subject treatment and add that information. And let's say click. So this will generate different uh, categories uh, that you can see, and it will divide all your samples based on the appropriate uh, uh, sample types. Awesome. Uh, now, related to that, like, so this was like, you know, dealing with X axis. What if a user wanted to cluster the genes on Y axis in the sense that, like, you know, can you cluster such as uh, you have all the immune genes on the top? all the apoptosis-related genes at the bottom. Is that something currently doable in uh, Omicsoft? So um, I, uh, I am uh, trying to think. So I think uh, we can like sort your uh, columns based on uh, different uh, sample types. So if you know which ones have high immune response versus low immune response, you can sort them accordingly. But Dev, um, do you have any uh, recommendation on that? Yeah, so I mean, short answer to that would be no, it's not currently doable uh, in terms of like clustering based on uh, biological categories on the y-axis, but one can always separate those biological categories, right? So uh, for example, you know, you can first search for all the immune genes, then search for apoptosis genes and generate heat maps for them uh, separately. So short answer to that, no, it's not currently doable, but this is an excellent suggestion and we'll let the product development team uh, know about that. So uh, another question that came up is, uh, can you also generate heat map like this in LAN Explorer, which is what you were covering uh, before this? So the short answer is yes, you can generate a heat map in the Land Explorer. Um, the only, uh, I would say, uh, difference will be you, uh, the options to customize the heat plot that you see here under task uh, is currently not available in Land Explorer. So, uh, so at this point, um, Array Studio has all the customization options. Okay. Yeah, so again, short answer is like, if you want to generate a heat map like this one, then Array Studio would be much, much better than um, Land Explorer. So uh, again, like there are more and more questions coming in, but I, I, I know that you have like one more topic to cover. So I'm going to hand it back to you. And to our users, please continue submitting your questions through Q&A box as you have been. And one more thing I'll do is I'll uh, leave a SurveyMonkey link in the chat box in case you want to provide us with uh, open-ended responses 
for things like, you know, what we should cover in future trainings and, you know, your feelings on these trainings and uh, so on. And I'm doing this in case, you know, any one of you have to leave early. All right. So back to you, Samana. All right. So the third topic uh, we wanted to cover today was um, we wanted to look at if we can identify uh, or repurpose pembrolizumab uh, to treat other cancer types. So we can easily do that uh, using IPA or Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. So IPA is a powerful tool that can be used to perform analysis or interpretation of any type of omic data. Using uh, different tools uh, in IPA, you can generate these uh, visual graphs, networks to identify novel biomarkers, uh, drug targets, uh, new disease mechanisms, and so on. So IPA is basically uh, driven by its powerful knowledge base. So apart uh, from the wealth of information that is coming from the omics of lands, uh, it also has a database uh, with over 8 million literature-based findings, uh, which, is a wealth of, uh, which is a wealth of information uh, that has been manually curated by our team of scientists. So this allows uh, IPA to interpret any type of omic data, and you can visualize them in the form of uh, pathways and networks. So just to uh, give you uh, just a brief introduction back uh, to about the, the clinical trial study that we were looking at. So if you remember, we are working with this gastric cancer clinical trial study where the researchers looked at pembrolizumab response in patients. Now, what if I tell you that you can repurpose pembrolizumab to treat other cancer types, uh, that you can use the RNA-seq data coming from this clinical trial paper, and then identify disease indications to target pembrolizumab with similar regulators, similar activated pathways, et cetera. So that's the goal of uh, analysis match feature. So let's, uh, so I'm going to just step back into IPA. And so here we have our page where we search for the gastric adenocarcinoma clinical trial study. So you can easily open uh, any of these analyses by double clicking on them. So I'm opening up one of these uh, responder versus non-responder comparisons just by double clicking on it. So what we have here uh, is the expression analysis page, which gives you access to all the results that are associated with this experimental condition. Uh, for pembrolizumab responder versus non-responder. So this page might be familiar to most of you. Uh, from here, uh, users like you can easily discover significant canonical pathways. Um, you can identify upstream regulators and master upstream regulators and diseases and functions. So. At the very end over here in this page, we have the analysis match feature, which we can use to discover other public analyses to look at uh, what is similar and opposite to your analysis. So what this feature does is it essentially compares these four signature types that are coming from these tabs, canonical pathways, upstream regulators, master regulators, and diseases and functions. So here, uh, so basically what we are looking at is 
uh, gene signatures coming from canonical pathways, which allows you to discover molecular mechanisms, uh, whether they are activated or inhibited. Then upstream regulators, um, they allow you to identify uh, the target genes uh, uh, in your data set, how, uh, uh, how they are regulated. And then causal networks, which allow you to identify master upstream regulators and diseases and functions. So uh, this will allow you to examine how genes in your data sets are affecting known uh, diseases and functions. So there are a lot of different ways uh, you can use the analysis match feature for your research. So with IPS, uh, this with this feature in IPA, you can identify other public studies uh, that match uh, your own analysis. For example, you can find similar uh, regulator signatures uh, between your data and other disease indications. So this will help you confirm your scientific hypothesis. You can find uh, unexpected insights into the biological mechanisms that are shared between different studies. So for example, uh, you might find that uh, your disease and other unrelated diseases, they all see increased uh, fatty acid related processes. Uh, so, that, uh, so that might give you a clue about their biological effects. You can also find analyses that have uh, that are different from your own. So in other words, they could be considered as anti-matches, uh, which can provide you with novel insights. You can also find other cancer types that could be treated with your drug of interest. You can also compare mechanism of action of your drug uh, to other drugs. So here in this network, for example, we can see how rosiglitazone and other drugs act via PPAR family of genes. You can also um, find uh, other target genes uh, for uh, potential uh, therapeutics. So this leads us to the question, how does IPA find matches between your data uh, and public data? Now, conceptually, what IPA is doing is that it is creating molecular signatures for each of the public analyses, and then it compares them with the signatures in your data set. So here uh, we have a simplified uh, biological signature for upstream regulators with predicted activity. Uh, you can think of our analysis, uh, the clinical trial study, as the query uh, with which uh, we can test against all the matches in IPA's uh, uh, repository. And each of these public analyses is going to have its own signatures as well. So let's say we are interested in repurposing pembrolizumab to treat other cancer types. Now, what we are looking at here is our responder versus non-responder comparison. So with the analysis match, we can compare signatures from the responder versus non-responder data set uh, and compare it with signatures coming from other disease indications. Uh, you'll notice that we have a specific gene signature pattern. So we have six upstream regulators in our data set and they are predicted to be activated because they are shown in orange color. Now, the public data also has some projects with same gene signature. So you can see they have the same six regulators, but they have an opposite activity. So they are predicted to be inhibited, which is shown in blue color. 
So what we have here is a strong anti-match. So these cancer types could be good targets to test pembrolizumab. And you can view the results uh, in the form of an activity heat map, like we see here. So before the analysis match uh, feature was introduced, uh, you could compare up to uh, 20 uh, different analyses uh, using the comparison analysis tool in IPA. But with the analysis match feature, you can automatically look for similarities or differences between not only your data sets, but also over 90,000 public analyses that are available in our repository. And you can display the results uh, as heat maps to identify gene signatures for regulators, uh, significant pathways, functions, and so on. So from here, you can then uh, generate a new hypothesis to determine the mechanism of action of your drug and then compare it with other drugs. Or you can identify other disease conditions that can be targeted by your drug. So our goal today... Uh, is to repurpose pembrolizumab to treat other cancer types. So to do that, we are going to go back to our IPA and we are going to click on this analysis match feature. So I'm just going to expand this page so that we can view this clearly. So what we have over here is um, a list of all the public analyses that show some kind of match or mismatch with our responder versus non-responder data. So in this table, um, each row basically represents a matching public analyses. So the first column tells you the name of the uh, analysis. The second column is telling you about the type of uh, project so here um, we can see where they are coming from, whether they are oncology related uh, data or other human related diseases and so on. Now over here we have uh, our disease state. So if they are coming from normal samples or from some disease type, the, the information is listed here. If there was any drug uh, being targeted, the target information here uh, will be given in this column. Next we have tissue information. You can see we have embryo, heart, ovary, muscle, etc. Next, we have uh, the case treatment. So here, if there were any drugs that were used to perform any of these analyses, the name of the drugs will be listed here. This column tells you the type of comparison that is being performed. So we have some treatment one versus treatment two, some cell type one versus cell type two, treatment versus control, disease one versus disease two and so on. This column tells you a detailed information about that particular comparison. This column will take you to the volcano plot. So it will allow you to visualize the differential expression data itself. So if you remember when we clicked on the comparison IDs, uh, it took us uh, to the land explorer to generate a volcano plot. This just gives you the web link to the papers. And these last five columns over here basically uh, tells you, uh, gives you the scoring uh, that IPA uses to tell you whether they have a match or an anti-match uh, uh, with the public data. So the analysis match feature takes into account the shared patterns of canonical pathways, 
which is uh, CP. So here, CP is canonical pathway. UR is upstream regulator. CN is causal network, which will allow you to identify a master upstream regulator. DE is diseases and functions. So this information in this column is basically coming from our canonical pathways tab, analysis tab, and diseases and function. So you can see how these are related to each other. So uh, anytime you see a match, a positive match between your data and public data, you'll see this pink and purple color. And in case you see an anti-match, they will be listed at the bottom of this table. So if I go to the very bottom of this table, they will be colored in the shades of blue. And you can see it has a negative scoring. Now, these columns are basically uh, ranking the analysis based on how well they are matched uh, to your data based on the z-scores. So I'm going to just go back to the very top. So let's take a scenario. So we wanted to compare uh, our this pembrolizumab treated responder versus non-responder data with other cancer data sets uh, in this repository where no drug treatment was performed to see if we can find any cancer types that can be targeted by pembrolizumab. Now we can do that. Uh, what we can do here is we can go to first the project column. And if you click on the funnel icon, under libraries, we have, we have the omics soft option here. So we have all our repositories. So we have our Oncoland collection, disease land collection. Uh, in IPA, we also have access to single cell land connection. So for today, I'm going to select Oncoland because we want to only find other cancer types that can be targeted by pembrolizumab. So now we are filtering down this data. And uh, so first we started with over 90,000 public analyses. Uh, now, if you'll notice, uh, this list has come down to about 14,000 public analyses. Now you can filter this down further to identify only disease versus control comparisons by clicking on this comparison category. So here we are going to include disease as a keyword and click apply. So this is going to filter down this table further and will only list all the cancer related diseases uh, that has uh, some type of disease versus normal comparison. So here you can see we uh, have come down to about 1200 public analyses. Now we want to find uh, the public analysis with most anti-match. So if you remember from the cartoon uh, in my slides, we want to find the most anti-match for uh, these data sets. So we're going to go to the bottom of the table and we're going to find the most anti-match for our data set. So these public analyses, they have the highest negative Z-score. So they come from uh, bladder carcinoma, breast cancer, hepatocellular carcinoma, uh, brain uh, ependioma, etc. So let's say you're interested uh, in these public analyses and you want to compare your data, uh, this uh, pembrolizumab responder versus non-responder data with uh, these uh, cancer types. So we can select these options 
And then we can easily view them as a heat map by clicking on view as heat map option. So this is going to create a very nice uh, visual um, that compares your data, which is the first column here. So this is the gastric adenocarcinoma, responder versus non-responder data, and then uh, followed by all these other public analyses that we wanted to compare it with. Now here, um, you can choose to cluster your columns to see which public analyses have the most similar signatures to yours. So here you can see these, uh, this is how uh, the similarity and the differences match. So hepatocellular carcinoma looks uh, very uh, close, to, uh, very opposite to the one that we want to uh, look at. And if you are interested in looking at all the canonical uh, pathways or regulators or uh, diseases or functions, they are listed here in the entity type. So we have CN for causal networks, DE for diseases and functions, UR is upstream regulators. And to view any of these networks or pathways, you can simply click on any of these boxes, colored boxes that you see here. And this will open up the regulatory network or causal network or this is your function uh, for you. So this will allow you to then generate novel hypothesis where, and you can determine uh, which regulators can be targeted, what is the mechanism of action, how uh, your data is uh, comparable to all these other public data sets. So with that, let me just uh, review the steps, what we did in terms of analysis match. So we first searched for our project using the search bar under the project manager. Then we um, so double clicked on one of the analyses that we were interested in comparing it with. So the goal was to uh, uh, repurpose pembrolizumab app. So to do that, we were interested in identifying uh, cancer, other cancer-related diseases uh, that had a disease versus normal comparison. For that, we just filtered our table for the right entities. So here we filtered for on oncoland to only include oncology-related studies. And then uh, using the comparison tab, we uh, filtered our table for disease uh, versus normal comparisons. And then we selected the most anti-match for our analyses, which will be at the bottom of the table with the highest negative z-scores. And we gen generated a heat map by clicking on view as heat map. So uh, with that, um, just with the raise of hands, how many of you uh, envision using uh, analysis match uh, for your uh, research?